Presenting Vision, a podcast brought to you by the members of Team is Team. Hi everyone and welcome back to the second episode of our podcast Vision. I'm back with Rashan and today we're joined by Sonia. Hi everyone. So today we're going to be looking at leadership. Um, so I guess to kick us off, Sonia, what aspects of leadership are important to you? And yeah, just tell us a bit about yourself and your role in the sure. team. So I've been uh, leading the team for the past eight months and uh, it was actually a wonderful period. And um, now I can reflect back on what I was doing, but also it's always what you're doing and what you were expected to do and what you're expecting from yourself. So for me, what I really cared about mostly is the fact that um, just to remember that my sole role is just to empower others and make sure that the team has space to progress. And um, I was really inspired by the whole idea of um, holacracy and how the leadership has changed in, in the current world. And the whole theory says that it should be more distributed to the sub teams so that not every decision needs to go through you. Um, and I think that this is really empowering and it uh, makes the whole team more efficient. But the most important part is that people feel the ownership of their parts. So this is how I saw the leadership and how I saw that my role should be in like accelerating the team and scaling it in terms of controlling what was there. However, I cannot judge how I did. Um, so this is just, this is how I feel that we all should, what we should all aim for um, if we're being leaders. Um, and we'd be very happy to hear more of your thoughts and so on. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Um, the whole idea of holacracy, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's given all the sub-team leads and even team members just the confidence to trust themselves to make the decisions just as much uh, leaders trust each other to make decisions. And uh, I mean, that's definitely changed me a lot. I've, uh, I've got a better sense of judgment on everything that I'm doing. I'm pretty sure everyone can say the same as well. Um, I'd agree with that. I think definitely in confidence and what you were saying about people like members being able to trust themselves I think you can really see that in the way our team is structured um so obviously we have 17 sub teams and each one of those has a lead and then obviously we've got the overall team leads and I think that kind of breakdown of leadership and management actually really brings people up and I think yeah, for me, it's really important that a leader's aware of what's going on and can coordinate. And I think having this structure in place in our team has allowed our team to like successfully grow, but also for people like Sonia who are leading to be able to coordinate well because they're not just like 130 random people doing whatever they like. It's like everybody knows who's in charge of what area and who to go to if they've got a problem. And then it just it just works really well. As you mentioned, so many sub-team leads and um, two main team leads. Sonia, do you do you find yourself doing things differently um, as compared to the other leaders that you know or have known? So it's a really interesting question because I think all the questions, most of the majority of them that we talk about here will be uh, my perception of myself, yeah. but it might be very different. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I do believe that the whole way of uh, me trying to push people to make their own decisions, it's kind of the opposite of people of what people are taught to do in universities and a big corporation and like the whole idea of, mm. so when you go in and you see like, I don't know, this in my case, construction companies that are like Arab or something, and you see this whole pyramid and you feel like, oh, clearly it needs to go this yeah. way and this is the hierarchy. And I think that um, the whole idea of holacracy is more like 
coming from the bottom and again coming back to this like mm-hmm. idea that leaders are actually servants right so they're they're serving the rest so that every mm-hmm. the project can co- go further so i think yeah. that this is kind of my that good different approach to what especially what uni told us mm-hmm. um but uh, I also think that the main role is always different. So, for example, if we have construction team leader, they need to be very focused on technical parts as well. They need to be focused on um, coordinating their smaller team. But the whole point of having different teams is that each team should be should fight the most for what they believe in. So, for example, architecture often fights the most for like the best finishes, let's say, or best furniture. And then you have the surveying team that's like, well, yeah. but our main point is just like breaking the cost down. So, and this is how then you go compromise. And then I think my role is kind of to make sure that all the teams are happy with the decision and that we come to the compromise that actually counts and everyone is happy with. So uh, different teams have different priorities. My main priority as a main team lead was just to make sure that the compromise is met. And then that, especially in like student structures, that there's no, you know, more like stronger personalities and less strong personalities, let's say that, um, well, we'll lead it differently. And I always wanted to create this like very yeah. comfortable environment for people to have these conversations. Um, so this is a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, the different nature of the role itself. Okay. And I think that, well, for me, anyway, that really influenced, like, well, I think I can speak on behalf of Roshan as well. That influenced our decision to kind of step up and become sub-team leads is just because both of us started as members. We kind of learned the process and you kind of almost work your way up in a way but it's not like that because everyone's kind of equal which is something I love is that it's no kind of like oh I'm better than you it's more of a no I'm here to bring you up and like I'm here to support you and help you and like guide but also I'm here to learn from you as well and I think that's just the beauty of our team is we're made up of so many degree disciplines that everyone can learn from everybody and like any area um and I think yeah I think that's really just different to what you sometimes get taught mm-hmm. yeah like what leadership is taught us absolutely um, but it was yeah because uh I'm I'm actually a mechanical engineer but I've taken up building services that has nothing to do with my degree yeah. but I still find it very interesting and I enjoy working mm-hmm. on building services so yeah um I think one of the best parts is that we're just motivated and um, mm-hmm. encouraged to take up different roles and, and learn different things um, because we are a student-led team and um, we're not paid. So uh, yeah, just the, encourage and, uh, the encouragement and motivation, <laughs> um, that definitely helps everyone, I think. Um, and the leaders in the team, I think they've done an amazing job at this by the way so you guys as uh, our listeners might not know as Sonia as Roshan they, they've taken up some um, leadership roles at this stage uh, and what does it mean to you guys do you feel that you're doing something like does it um, do you face any challenges I think for me the biggest challenge would be like Roshan was saying I'm a business student um, but I work mainly in like the interior design and architecture team. And I think it's amazing and I love it because it's given me sort of new career path and new kind of, like, I never thought I'd be interested in that. And it's just incredible. But it can also be slightly challenging when there's a lot of responsibility on you to maybe check certain drawings or 
to contact somebody about something else. And like when you don't know what that is, it's quite hard to know what you're looking for. Mm. <laughs> um, so I think for me, that's been the biggest challenge is kind of I'm almost having to teach myself all these terms as I go along in order to be an effective leader and actually help people and not be the person that's asking all the questions but has no answers. <laughs> so I, I, I love totally it. And I think, <laughs> yeah, like it's been good, but, and I think I'm getting there, but that's why I think like Rashan was saying, it's so important that projects like this, it pushes you out of your comfort zone, but it actually helps you grow. And it's actually really motivated me to think, and it's it's almost proved to myself like I have the capacity to do this and to not just be a business student, mm-hmm. to do other things. And I think, yeah, this project really gives you the opportunity to try out things like that and to just push yourself to grow like individually. And within that, it helps the team grow because everybody's kind of doing the same for each other. Um, but obviously with that, comes like people having to step down from leadership and sometimes that's something I do love about our team though it's not again it's not anyone's better than anybody else it's very much equals um so it means even if somebody steps down nothing's really changing for them they still have just as much input and just as much um their opinion holds just as much weight um but I guess for you as the main team lead how like how do you feel about passing the role down? Is it like bittersweet or are you kind of <laughs> glad that there's less like stress on you or yeah, how do you feel? Um okay. So for me it is it is a weird feeling because mm-hmm. I think that the weird part is that you know that you're not leaving the project because um yeah. we spent on it. So I was one of the people that um spoke to to the faculty manager Alex about it before it was mm. even set up and she did warn us it's like an hour second or for first year even it's like guys this, this project is going to come and I, I'm looking for people that, to, to engage and we were really really early on this path so mm. for me when I got from the stage of like honestly waiting I was just waiting for this for the one year and a half and then yeah. starting doing it and then going all the like ways and learning about it and also like growing myself mm. with it it's 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 weird because then you're kind of like stepping down and you feel well okay so what am I doing right now (laughs) because I still want to get involved but there's I think the benefit is that there's always something to do there's always Mm. something to do there's always something urgent to be finished and I'm really good I think that I'm I'm in a quite good spot to fill these gaps at this point Mm. and um, nevertheless there there are huge benefits of it so first of all doing it throughout university and and I think I mentioned previously I talk about other people that I needed to work as well so I was not one of the students that either had like student loans mm. or, or savings or parents and so on so my my part-time work was taking some time and then university as well so it's it's quite tiring throughout the mm. the, the the uni and I think that all the team leaders would have the same opinion. It's just like, it's challenging, it's satisfying, but it is tiring at the same time. That's why it's really important. It's like every leader actually, and every CEO of a big company or everyone, any, any person working in um, in initiatives that you need to have a really good balance because your sleep is your superpower and your <laughs> way of recharge, honestly, and your way of recharging is your superpower. So if you um, if you don't find a way to recharge, you will just get like really exhausted day by day. Even though you will keep up and you will keep up the standard, you will just get exhausted and it will backfire yeah. at you at some point. So 
Um, I think that this is the student projects give you, first of all, they they are just more exhausting, I think, sometimes because no one is paid for it. So half of the job you just Mm -hmm. spend on thinking how to avoid the situation of something not being done, how to communicate with people, how to make them motivated. And it's kind of, uh, this again, this is one of the main parts of, of my work is just to how make sure that I avoid this risk situation of things not being done on time. So it's, it's stressful and it's it's amazing at some points, but if you're passing down, you kind of feel like, wow, okay, like, first of all, I managed. Second of all, I think it's a good time to take a breath, right? So that's like mm-hmm. breathe for a while and at the same time being super um, involved. But I think most importantly, I just think that two projects like this should be taken over because they give them incredible learning curve to people. Like it's it's mm-hmm. amazing. And yeah. again, I don't think that there is there's a certain degree that's um I would still do um I would still learn and I would still give things to the project, but I'm one single person. And then mm-hmm. another person uh, and currently Scott has additional benefits and additional elements to give to the project. And I don't think that I should stop him because if I'm not leaving, my qualities will still stay there and I'm more yeah. than happy to aid with anything there. Um, and their responsibilities make you develop faster, quicker and, and better. Mm. So um, I'm super ha- I'm super happy with the fact that I can help someone else and still be in the project and observe everything. And um it is it, it it's just I think a weird feeling. So it's a happiness, it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. this question mark on top of that, but like, it's mostly positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to find your uh, first of all you just need to communicate well and then mm-hmm. you just need to be there constantly to just check if anything needs help, but yeah, um, I don't know. But yeah, um passing these roles down, as you said, uh I think it's such a big opportunity for other team members to learn these important in interpersonal interpersonal skills that you're going to have to learn anyway in the workplace and being able to learn them in a safe environment where people Mm. offer constructive criticism and and support people have been incredibly supportive but even for me when I took up the role for uh, building services I I had like this insane amount of self-doubt but the support that I've been Mm. shown by teammates and and other sub team leads other sub team members also it's um it's really helped me believe in myself more i'm i'm glad that no one's afraid to call me out on on the little <laughs> mistakes that i do but it's also mm. not in a way that makes me feel bad about myself it in fact it makes me want mm. to um work better and and improve uh improve on all of my skills I think yeah. I think that's that's a really great part in team esteem, which isn't something that mm-hmm. maybe would be present in the workplace. Um, Just a, a little a couple of thoughts on the on the fact like how how the interns look like in a company's environment. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance already to do some kind of internships. Okay, so usually how it looks like in all the graduate jobs, you actually get a lot of room because you have no mm-hmm. responsibilities at all. And this is something I laughed about with my flatmate because so the previous guy who was running the hat, uh, so he obviously finished that. And I was doing my internship as well. And we were like, well, it's actually a nice feeling that you have no responsibilities and you can do <laughs> yeah. all mistakes that you possibly can because you're no one. <laughs> like you are no, no one in this company. And um, so this is one thing, but I think that what is really good about our project is that you are literally, you're throwing yourself on a deep end mm-hmm. being like, okay, 
I might not know any, everything, but th- this project needs it. Like this project needs the person to lead it forward. Mm-hmm. And many of mm-hmm. us, especially like if you listen to Marta, because she was the only electrical engineer at the beginning. So she needed to yes. do all the research about like the wires and so on. She's like, I had no clue, like absolutely <laughs> zero, but we needed it. So it just, like, mm. it, the project to progress needs it. So mm-hmm. you just take it up. You say, okay, I'm throwing myself at the deep end and we'll mm-hmm. see what's going to happen. And because yeah. everyone else has like no, technically no clue, they like mm-hmm. basically say, you can do it, you know? Like you are the most suitable person for it. And even though you know, know this, you will know mm-hmm. it and we count on you and it's going to be great. So it might cost you stress. It might cost you like, yeah, the self-doubt that will appear. But if you overcome it, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like, by throwing yourself in at the deep end and learning those skills like from the bottom up once you overcome that that stays with you for life like those Mm -hmm. skills that knowledge it will just stay with you and the experience will stay with you and I think it's just such like a blessing that we have this environment because you don't really get this type of project sometimes in the like the real world in terms of any degree can join you can do anything you can learn as you go. And I know a lot of jobs you can learn as you go, but I feel like in this project, that's on a different scale of you can literally come in with no knowledge Mm -hmm. and you can, by the end, literally have knowledge about so many like subjects you've never even thought about before. And I think also from that, the like constructive criticism really helps because it's not like someone comes up to you and says, okay, you're doing that wrong. That's really bad. And then leaves. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, have you tried doing it this way? Not going to lie. I struggled with this last year and this is how I did it. And it's a very supportive environment that no one's trying to tear anybody else down. It's just purely a support thing. Um, However, I do think there's a fine line between constructive and destructive criticism. Um, And I think that's important as a leader to be able to make that distinction on whether or not to listen to something or whether or not to just let it go and kind of keep doing what you're doing. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree. I I actually have a really good comment on that because... This is such a this is such an important point, and people think that yeah. it's like so easy to th- to say, oh, just give construction constructive criticism. Mm. But I remember there was a time when there was just so much happening, and and there was like a little of some internal deadlines, some external deadlines. Mm. There were things yeah. that were happening inside the team, and there were some major decisions to be made, and um, the communication, and you just like. You, you sit in it, right? You sit in it so many hours throughout your day and yeah. you're just like, oh my God, I'm, this tires me and this is like, this is stressful and this is tiring mm. that you have less space, like headspace to think how to share your thoughts in this like very approachable and um, yes. nice way. And I remember there was one time when I said something like one sentence, um, I think to Martin, something like, oh, but if this is, if, if this happens with this report, then we, like this solution is off the table. And uh, yeah, so he got really upset, but the benefit of our team is that we know each other really well. So he like messaged me yeah. like, I don't think that this was fair. And I was like, you are super right. That was not how I was supposed to say it. And it's it's because... Like it just came out wrong. Yeah, yeah, it just came out wrong. And it's really difficult. It's easy to say that, you know, it's always you need to be mm-hmm. like constructive criticism. And it's like, you try so hard. And then it's like one day, like you just, you just, something goes, something, yeah. you leave, something leaves your mouth and not the way that you expected <laughs> it to leave. And you're just like, 
oh man like this is just like what what do i do now and you just need to kind of think think about how to fix it and it also affects really badly the team members because they feel like the communication is just so important Mm. um so it's it's not as easy as it might like some people might Mm -hmm. think that it's like oh just say things nicely and just like i try (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um of course that that's one of the things that we struggle with as leaders but um I, there definitely are a lot more difficulties, like self-doubt, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, is that something you struggled with uh, for a while or even now, Sonia? Yes. <laughs> I think that's self, self-doubt. <laughs> um, it is It is quite quite an important one, I think. And self-doubt, it's, sometimes it doesn't really matter what you do because some people think, oh, if you're mm. Barack Obama, I probably don't have self-doubt, you know? Like, it's <laughs> probably not true. And it happens with so many people. Mm. And there's a couple of things that can help throughout. So I, throughout my university, I used to do a couple of things. So esteem was absolute, my, like, love from the first sight. Um, and I always loved it and all the people there. But there's also, um, I've done a couple of other things, like conferences and, like, involvement with other organizations and so on. And I always felt that this is just not, you know, this is not as important as other things that people do. Um, and I think that at some point I just realized that, no, it's like you do dope things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, and it was mostly not to like brag about myself, was to like, convince myself that you can do it and it's you should mm-hmm. work your work. And you should always like, that's why if you are happy with your work, it's easier for you to empower others and to say, you're Mm. also doing amazing things. And look, it's like, yeah, I've done this, this didn't work, but that's why how we can improve it and so on. And, um, well, probably off the record, but like in my case, like Forbes was like one of the parts that really made me feel, okay, Mm. you probably... Mm -hmm your past freaking eight years because I started working when I was 16 and um, yeah. I moved out of my my house when I was 16 and um, it was I had a slightly different path and I always thought yeah like everyone else is good enough but I'm not good enough mm-hmm. and it's it kind of it I've just progressed just because like I I think I oh, didn't touch base on it yet but I became team lead just because I was I'm human driven so I just loved people and I thought that I can bring something positive so mm-hmm. I never wanted to be just like oh I'm just want to do it for um fame and and, and women you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so at the end of the day um I just remember when I applied for the Forbes thing and the main point is like if you can make a difference in my case in Poland in the future because of what you're mm-hmm. doing and I'm like I think I can, you know, I think I'm in a position yeah. where I want to change and I want to make mm-hmm. life better just, mm-hmm. and, and if I, I'm privileged enough, I'm a, I'm a white person from European Union, from Europe, and <laughs> um, I have a loving family and, and a lot of support. So I should use my privilege and just come mm-hmm. in and just acknowledge that I'm privileged and I, my work is worth it because I put so much effort in it. So I can actually change something. If you constantly self doubt yourself in terms of like, oh, I'm, I'm worse, I'm bad and so on, mm-hmm. you actually take away the potential that you can bring to the world um, and like the planet and the community. So, Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think as well, sometimes I think people get so bogged down in, why they've got this or why they haven't got this but I think just look it is what it is you're in this situation you have this opportunity you can either take it or leave it and I just think if you've been blessed with so many opportunities in your life why wouldn't you want to fulfill that potential Mm -hmm. and use like the opportunities and like the platform you've been given and I think that's something that really sets a leader apart as well is 
all leaders struggle with self-doubt. I mean, all humans, I'm pretty sure, struggle with self-doubt. And it'll be an ongoing battle. But leaders are the people that don't avoid responsibility because they're afraid they're not going to know what to do. I think part of being a leader is stepping up and being like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but neither does anybody else. And we're just going to make the best of it. And I'm just going to try and use what I know to help other people. And together, we're all going to figure it out. And I think this team has really been good at encouraging that kind of attitude in terms of like just team morale, but also individual growth. I think that's, yeah, it's really been highlighted in this team and like encouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think going back to sort of difficulties leaders face, I'd say for me personally, I think the team is like a family. You should feel comfortable within your team to be able to have and build like friendships outside of like work relationships. However, I don't think this should give way to you like bringing your personal drama or your personal life into the professional environment. I think there's a time and a place for that. After work hours, if you want to go out with your friends and get a drink, go get coffee and then have a chat about your life, that's absolutely fine. And I would encourage that. I think that's a great thing. But I think when you're working or you're coming up to a deadline or you've got, I don't know, like a meeting, that that is not the right time and place to be sharing your personal drama. Um, and I think that can actually really have a negative impact on the team, but also leadership, because it's really hard to manage a team that's not focused or is getting like divided into groups and kind of very like cliquey. And I just think, yeah, there's a time and a place. And yeah, I think it can really negatively impact your work ethic um, and distract you from your goal and why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, While we're still talking about esteem, um, I truly find the prevalence of women leaders uh, really empowering. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. it's amazing that there's so many girls that have stepped up to um, yeah. leadership positions. And uh, it's, it's, a li- it's a little different from um, how it is in the industry where it's, there aren't as many women in leadership positions. Of course, it's it's it wasn't like that like ten years ago when um, when there were almost no women. But yeah, um, uh, Sonia, what what are your thoughts about women in leadership positions? I have quite a clear view on that, and my view is the best teams are mixed gender teams. Yeah, and I agree. Yep. Yeah. And I think it goes with everything. So I usually the mix is always the best just because it brings different qualities. And it's common knowledge that we are equal as different genders, but many features are more prominent in one gender or another. Hence, it's really good to bring all together and um, not choosing to to use this benefit. I think it's quite um, destructive. So I personally think that women in leadership are absolute crucial part just because we are focusing on women just because they are in minority. So if there was if men were in minority, I would I would say the same thing. It's like we need mm-hmm. both genders. However, what I've noticed yeah. is that it's really difficult to empower women and to um, 
to motivate them to take the leadership positions unless men motivate them as well. Mm. And yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. I think that if you have environments that uh, where men, you can clearly see men trying to push forward and see the discrepancy between genders and not being reluctant or ignorant, just being like, yes, I, I see that there's a difference. I see that there's less women and we need to work on that. And yeah. I, for example, I currently work in a company that my bo- like both my supervisors, they say, oh, like we really want to to employ women now. Like we really want to have a diverse environment. We mm. really need to care because there are just different qualities, even from the history because of different roles that people take in. It's important to incorporate these features into working yeah. environment because, and especially leadership position, because you just push forward. And um, usually there's very rare situations when the leadership is taken only by one person. Even if you have a CEO, so-called, you have usually more, more executives around them. So if you even can't get along with one person or if you don't agree, you always have like this mix that makes you feel that, okay, at least like there's a compromise and, you know, I can, I can relate and so on. But the most important is just the mix of features. And this is why it's, it's super important for women to take their leadership roles, for men to support them in it. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's crazy though, how over half the leaders in esteem are women yeah and i think Mm. i didn't really realize that until i sat and thought about it um (laughs) and it's incredible and i think it's because we're in such a supportive environment where everybody's given an equal shot and everyone's encouraged to step up and it's i just think there was just something so special about even for stepping up to sub team lead where you have like former leads or other people in the team coming to you and saying we feel like you would be a good fit or a good leader it's just so confidence boosting it's so refreshing from maybe other environments where it's like a race to the top like step on it whoever you can to get there whereas here it's very much kind of people push you to go into leadership and say like no you can do it you've got this like do it like you can and I think that's just really given me a lot of more confidence um and I think it's helped me again with what Roshan was saying about self-doubt to kind of start to overcome that and think actually no I can do it and I just need to believe that I can do it and then yeah just go and do it I guess um but yeah um of course there are some things that um encourage people take up roles of leadership. Uh, but what what encouraged you guys to become leaders? I think for me it was, I just think seeing the passion from everyone else mm-hmm. and getting so stuck into the project. I really enjoy the project. I think it's really broadened my horizons in terms of like just learning about new things, but also I think just to prove to myself that I have the capacity and I have the ability to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um and that I have, yeah, like I said, I had the ability to achieve and to lead. And because I think I used to hold myself back a lot because I used to think, oh, everyone else does engineering or architecture and I'm just do business and I literally have no clue what's going on. I'm never going to be able to understand. Um, and as I've gone through the project, I've, un- I've realized actually most people are just learning as they go along. And this environment and this project is designed to help us learn and to help us step outside the box and innovate, create, um, work as a team, develop our skills. And I think that really encouraged me to step up to leadership and think, no, you know what? I'm 
just going to throw myself into the deep end because I've just seen so many of like my friends and like work colleagues like Sonia, like the growth they have both individually, but also the encouragement they bring to the team. I just, yeah, I just really wanted to be a part of that. Right. Yeah. The connections that I've been able to make with everyone in the team, uh, I, I really value that a lot. And um, right. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. Thank you for coming, Sonia. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, girls, for hosting me. I love this. It, it was such a nice chat with you. I can't Very happy to have you here. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. And um, tune in next time as we look at graduate jobs with Kelvin and Luke. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. We'd like to thank our platinum sponsors, RBN Co., ASGC, Construction Scotland Innovation Centre, Thorne Tomasetti, and IES, and our gold sponsors, Norskin, Sanam, and VR Craftworks.